put yourself in that person's shoes. How would you feel if your paycheck was late, if your paycheck was wrong? So that drives that whole ethos of if we all work together and we do everything that we're supposed to do, payday is a happy day. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JJ Recruitment Group, specialist payroll recruiters. Now, whether you are listening to this for the first time or the hundredth time, I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone for listening to the show, for tuning into every episode. Please, of course, if you enjoy the show, share it with your payroll colleagues. And if you get a small opportunity, please review it on Apple Podcasts as well. Now, today I am joined by Danny Gillespie, who is president of Global Managed Payroll at Safeguard Global. We're going to be talking about all things future, all things associated with the future of global payroll in particular. Now, for those not familiar, Danny has more than 20 years of operational experience from working at pre-revenue startups to Fortune 100 global enterprises. However, in his current role at Safeguard Global, Danny oversees client implementation, global service delivery, client relationship management, and partner management teams. Now, for those of you not familiar with Safeguard Global, well, they employ people across the globe to provide payroll solutions. In fact, they have one agile payroll solution in particular that helps companies to streamline payroll processes across currencies, languages, time zones, and customs in over 150 countries. In fact, they process over 2 million payslips per year. So we're in really good hands today when we're talking about global payroll, because Danny is at the heartbeat of that business, which is helping businesses to gain global visibility to workforce expenditure. And they are trusted by some of the world's leading brands. So Danny, who's joining me today from Austin in Texas, let me give you a huge welcome to the Payroll Podcast. How are you feeling today? Wonderful, Nick. Thank you for having me. Great to be here to visit with you on all these great topics. I'm super stoked to have you aboard. I know you're a keen listener to the previous episodes, which we talked about off air as well. So really glad to have you on the show myself. Now I'm going to ask the first question I always do to all my guests, which is this. What does the word payroll mean to you? I love that question. So at Safeguard, we call payday happy day. So when I think of payroll, we think of happy day. And what that means to us technically is if we do what we're supposed to, and we provide a timely, accurate, complete, and compliant payroll, everybody's happy. The employee who's getting paid on time and accurately, the payroll professionals that are clients who make all that happen, and then everybody up the chain. So our entire focus is around making payday a happy day, and we build all of our payroll around that to ensure that we're able to do that with the great idea of yes, how, and making sure everybody gets paid on time. Love that, love that. Now, we're recording this on audio only today, so I can't physically see you at the moment, but you know when sometimes you can just sense there's a smile as you talk about the industry? I could sense a smile in your voice there. Um, I know that people talk about body language can make a difference in how we sound and our tone. I can hear just when you talk about the word payroll there, that clearly there must be a smile coming across your face. What is it that, that makes you feel, uh, I guess, so happy about the industry? So there's there's a lot of things, really. You know, we're at this very unique time where 
technology is enabling excellent outcomes. We're able to shorten the payroll cycle, which helps the payroll teams at our clients that gives them a few more days in the month to ensure that their data is up to date and accurate. We're also at this very unique intersection of what we call work in any way, where we're seeing a lot of mobility and a lot of people who are choosing to move to other locales. And we love playing a part in that. It's really the evolution of their lives. And we're able to ensure that they're paid compliantly anywhere in the globe. That just makes it a lot of fun. And that's, as I think I mentioned, you know, one of our core values is fun. So even though we're we're deadly serious about payroll and make sure that it is always compliant, complete, on time and accurate, we like to have a lot of fun while we're doing that. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Well, you mentioned there about paying people in different locales. People are now, you know, certainly post-pandemic, which I think has fast-tracked the world of work several years in, in, in a short space of time. As companies expand their workforces, take people in, in different jurisdictions, different countries, what are some of the other trends that you're seeing in the global payroll labor market right now? So there's a there's a few things. One, we're seeing multinationals having to deal with Uh, expansion into countries where they weren't necessarily planning to, primarily because they either have a mobile workforce who wants to return home, or as they're beginning to see more and more opportunities, they're going into markets they may not have looked at pre-pandemic. I think also you're seeing a lot of government regulation, uh, particularly during COVID. You know, I think we normally process globally about 40 to 50 payroll rule changes a month. That quintupled during the two or three months post-COVID lockdown. So essentially March, when the majority of the world said, okay, everybody go work from home. We're going to go figure this out. Between the furlough schemes, between government assistance, between loan programs, all of those ultimately impacted payroll. So as we're coming out of that now, a lot of the companies are beginning to look around and say, hey, wait a minute, what is my future of work going to be? Am I going to be back in the office? Am I going to be hybrid? I'm going to be fully remote. And then what are the rules that are going to apply based on that? So all of those things are, are really going full speed ahead right now. And we anticipate there will continue to be more and more regulatory changes as governments adjust to what companies are trying to do. I think I think it's really interesting. I think you've definitely hit the nail on the head in terms of that office change. You know, I mean, pre-pandemic, most payroll departments were office-based. It was very, very uh, rare for a payroll employee to be based from a remote location or from a home office, so to speak. Now, we've seen huge changes here in the UK in the way that we do things. And we see that as a, as a recruitment firm as we are. You know, we're often now supporting requirements that involve remote or hybrid-based um, employees. But you must see that on an amplified, a massive amplification of that as you see that across you know, global, not just in the UK, but in Europe, in the US and beyond. So with that change and that trend you just highlighted, how are HR and payroll teams, shall I say, adapting to, to, to really serve those employees in a new way now that they are working in not just different countries, but different locations within those countries, be it home or office or, or, or somewhere else? So I think there's really two big areas. One is um, work-life balance. 
So the, the, the HR teams are having to ensure that people are beginning to adjust to more of a work from home, work remote situation and ensure that they maintain a proper work-life balance. That's number one. I think number two, as it relates to payroll, just understanding what the differences are. So, um, you know, in the U.S., if you move from Texas to Colorado and choose to work from Colorado, what does that do to the taxation? Does that now cause nexus for the company? And it has other tax complications associated with that. When you look at Europe, you know, you may have someone who moved from Italy to Germany because the German company wanted them to be in office. Well, now that they're primarily remote, they may want to move back home to Italy to be with their extended family and travel to Germany for team meetings maybe once a month. So we're seeing both the HR side and the payroll side as they try to fit best how to accommodate. One of my favorite stories out of the U.S. is we have a, a, a partner here uh, and we share an investor. So I've, I've known the executives of that company for a while. And they are U.S. only, domestic, will never be outside the U.S. I got a phone call from one of them about six months ago. And it said, so when we were at some uh, summit for our portfolio companies, you were talking about this whole work in any way, work from anywhere thing. I tuned out because I figured I'd never have to use that. Mm-hmm. But my head of implementation fell in love with a German (laughs) and she wants to move to Germany. Can you help me? And that was like one of the most magical, fun moments to be able to say, of course we can, you know, let me hook you up with the guys who do all of that. Let's make sure that we can make, make her employment compliant. And now seven months later, she's living in Germany with her husband, still working for the company in the U S so, those are the kind of things that when, when you really look at what the HR professionals and the payroll professionals are doing, it's helping to enable those wonderful outcomes for their employees. It's a great story, a great example. And we see this as a, you know, as a recruitment firm. We know that if for the companies that really want to build world-class teams, being able to adapt to the way people are paid and where they're based is a real way of getting ahead of the competition in terms of your talent strategy. So and I know that you've done a lot of studies on this in relation to your work in any way, um, sort of program that you're launching at the moment. We're going to get into more detail a little bit later. But um, I think everything you've mentioned there is, is absolutely on point. The way that we work and, and working across borders is, is more accessible now than it's, than it's ever been. But are there any other trends that, that we should be looking out for, I guess, that kind of ties into this? Bringing it back to the global payroll world, What you'll begin to see are more hybrid models that unify all payroll spend, all workers spend really throughout the globe. So whether someone is a direct employee, whether they're an employer of record worker, whether they be a contingent worker even, it's one thing to get your direct paid people paid compliantly, completely on time and accurately, but then it's a whole other thing to be able to do the analysis of where are we spending? Where might we spend in the future? You know, what's happening with our recruiting? You know, are we starting to recruit in a very tight market? Can we open up and look at other countries now that we have the flexibility to do so? So I think those are huge. And, you know, especially I know this is 
really directed at payroll, but it all weaves together, you know, on the recruiting side of your business, you know, there's a billion talented people out there that many companies have never met. Yeah. So now that whole world is open to them. No longer do you have to find the best person within 20 miles of Austin, Texas. I want to find the best person on the globe and bring them into the family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Which I think that that ties in nicely to the uh, you know huge sort of headline news at the minute, which is around this 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 idea of the Great Resignation, which isn't just in the UK. This is a a global resignation issue that that, that companies are going through at the minute. It's it's definitely something that's happening within the payroll space. I um, I would say it's very much down to a psychological shift in the way that employees view their workplace and how they work, and they now have a little bit more power than probably they, they've had in the past, where they're saying, you know what, I don't want to return to the office or I do depending which way way around you are or you know I want a different work-life balance and the, the pandemics made me sort of sit back reflect and and, uh, and re-establish what it is I want to get for my employer and um, you must have seen that at a, a much greater scale at Safeguard Global you know across different countries across different companies that you're supporting with the amount of payrolls that you're, you're processing on a regular basis from what you've seen Danny how can employers adapt to the great resignation and and is this adaptation causing any complications for them so nick that's a that's a great question and it's it's a fun one and an interesting one because our point of view is that it's not the great resignation it's the great awakening and it's on both sides both the the workers and the employers are really beginning to see all these different ways that they can engage yeah so i think from an employer standpoint making sure that you have the flexibility in your policies, in your work situations, and that you have those mechanisms that allow you to plug into the worker in the way that they would prefer. Whether they want to be a direct employee coming to an office five days a week, or they want to be a contingent worker working on very specific projects or milestones, building in that flexibility it's not easy, but it's doable. And it's really taking each of those components and understanding what the engagement rules are, what the compliance rules are, and then the ability to have that data flow from source to local market back to source is really, really critical. Yeah, I totally agree. I quite like the, the idea of the Great Awakening. I think that's kind of where I was leading towards what I mentioned has been a psychological shift. I think it's, you're absolutely right. Uh, and it's on both sides as well, because, you know, we're seeing employers having to adjust on a, on a daily basis to the way they did things before. And that's very much brought into things that you mentioned there, like flexibility, the, the wellness of their staff, how they attract talent and then retain the talent. Because talent right now is very, very expensive and very, very competitive to get the top talent. And that, as a result of that, employees now have more choice about where they go and what they do and, and how they want to be managed when they are in a new business. So um, I, I tell you what, it'd be really interesting for me to know, if you don't mind me asking the question, and um, you know, someone is at the heartbeat of this at the moment, what have Safeguard Global done in relation to the, the Great Awakening or the Great Resignation, whatever you want to call it, to adapt to what I would call a, a very flexible new work environment? So I think as the phrase goes, we need to eat our own dog food. I remember that from way, way back when. <laughs> nice. uh, so we've done a couple of things. So one, we, we surveyed all of our guardians, as we call them, to determine what they wanted in a work environment. And the, the numbers came back with about 3% 
wanting to come back into an office full time, vast majority, 82% wanting a hybrid work environment, a little bit in office, but mainly remote. And then the, the remainder wanting a fully remote environment. So for, for us, and primarily with our EOR model that we deploy across the globe, you know, we've managed to accommodate our folks in the way that they want. You know, we brought new guardians in in countries where we've never employed before. We've got uh, guardians now in Kenya. We have them in Estonia. We have guardians in Sri Lanka throughout Latin America that were tr- traditionally we had one big center in Mexico and Mexico City. So it's it's been a great awakening for us in the sense that pre-pandemic, we were very nuclear culture around our offices. We're very social. We enjoy each other's company. And then as we dispersed to remote during the pandemic, we realized, okay, we really, really need to make sure that we're taking care of our guardians. We have some now that want to go move back with their extended families that don't want to come into an office every day. Uh, and we're able to. And that's been a real joy to see. You know, sometimes we're on a, a Zoom or a Teams call and, you know, one of my guardians uh, will have their their parents wave in the background or, you know, they'll bring their kid to the call. And it's just so much fun. I love that. You know what? I'm actually going to I'm going to applaud you a little bit um here Danny because one thing that's been frustrating me a little bit as a as a recruiter here with my recruitment hat on now is watching uh, a lot of the marketing come out in LinkedIn and other platforms and and and, and wider than that actually about the great things that uh, employers are doing now for their staff and how you know they're the best employer for X Y and Z because they offer flexible working and these different things but actually you're the first person genuinely that I've ever heard admit that actually maybe pre-pandemic as you mentioned it was a nuclear workforce and office based that perhaps it wasn't perfect before that point i think that is the point across many many major brands right we thought the payroll departments in, in particular had to be office based for it to work and actually we've established now during the pandemic that that's not necessarily the case and we can provide more flexibility for our employees on a global scale and not necessarily have that impact on performance or anything like that in fact if anything it can accelerate performance when trust is is given and other things and people have got more flexibility and takes away those anxieties you know and all those kind of things but i've never actually heard anyone say you know what we were nuclear before and and that was great and it was working but we've improved and we've we've actually acknowledged where we weren't doing things right and we've made them better and now we've got an amazing workforce on the back of that what we tend to see in the workplace at the minute is just loads and loads of marketing saying we're amazing without any actual acceptance that maybe it wasn't amazing before and it's needed a pandemic to kind of give us that sea change that that mind shift change to improve the workforce environment for everyone, regardless of brand or size or location. So for me, it's a huge, I really applaud you for doing that. It wasn't necessarily something I was expecting because usually the answer is always focused on what we're doing now without necessarily looking back at what we were doing before. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. That's something you'll find, you know, I mentioned our core values. We're, We're very transparent. And Bjorn Reynolds, who's our group CEO, I would love for you to talk to him one day. He's a great guy, complete gas of a of an interview. He's so much fun. But, you know, a lot of what improvement is is looking back and understanding how could we have made it better. Again, yeah. that's called the great awakening and it's on both sides. It's the for worker sure. 
and the employers who begin to look at what is it that we do together to make what we do great. And it's much easier to say we're results-oriented and we're in a business that is results-oriented, right? We measure everything to the very fine, minute detail. So we're able to trust people and say, look, we trust that you're going to get this done and we've got a way to ensure that it is being done. You've got a way to raise a flag and say, hey, I'm struggling and we can all put our arms around you virtually. We don't have to just be in an office environment to do that. It really makes for happier guardians. The challenge is, as I mentioned earlier, is you've got to watch work-life balance because though productivity may be up, we've really got to make sure that folks aren't just burning extra hours because they're at home and they can. We have to remind them, take time out of your day, go be with your family, go for a walk. You know, don't just be with your nose in your laptop all day. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting, and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Now, it sounds like you're absolutely on the pulse of this, uh, Danny, which is uh, really, really encouraging for me as a recruiter to hear. So, uh, you know, I, I applaud you for sure. What do you think then the future of work looks like going forward, particularly from a global payroll perspective? We've talked a little bit about, you know, where people are working now, how how it's changed the way that we work, the great awakening, which if I may well use that again, but I'll always credit it to you for bringing that to my attention. Thank you for that. But what does the future of work look like now from a global payroll perspective? Yeah, so from global payroll, I think what you'll see is a continued move toward native technology, eliminating things like RPA, eliminating things that are disjointed in between build to gross and gross to net so that it's a much more unified experience for the payroll teams as they're working to get people paid. Uh, you know, a lot of what, what we do is provide flexibility along with our expertise. So, you know, if a prospect or a client is really super happy with a provider that they use today, and they've got a large population in that country, then we can connect them into our network. So I think you'll begin to see more and more things like that happening where, it's a much more consultative conversation rather than this is my box. You need to fit in my box. Yeah. Much more about, you know, you want to go roll 30 countries into safeguard. That's awesome. We want all 30. However, are you happy with these two? Let's keep you with those two and we'll plug them into our platform. You know, you may have a fully integrated HCM for only half of your countries. Let's give you the tools so that you can create all of your localized data in one central place rather than relying on templates and spreadsheets and all of that fun stuff. 
So from a technical technology standpoint, it's just going to become better and easier for our client payroll teams to get their payroll done and get it done faster. Yeah, well, we're seeing that as well. I've, I've never seen more payroll transformations take place than I have right now at this moment in time. And whether that's a global transformation, whether it's a software transformation, even a reorg, I think it's um, it's been phenomenal just how many businesses are now embracing change within the world of payroll. Whether the, the role of payroll is, the, the profile has been increased as a result of the pandemic and, and business are realizing its importance a bit more, I don't know. But certainly transformation is, is top of the agenda for a number of different um, uh, businesses at the minute. And it, it's been phenomenal just how many companies are embracing positive change within the function. But what I would always say when we talk about payroll is, and I don't envy you for this, I'll be honest, Danny, is I would say that every single payroll department is unique, right? There isn't a one size fits all for any payroll operation, whether it's every employee payroll will have its different challenges, whether they're global compliance things to think about, whether it's the nature of the payroll you're processing, whatever it is, everyone is unique. So it must be really challenging for a company like yourself, Safeguard Global, to be able to understand all the different intricacies of every individual payroll to deliver an effective solution. And I guess where I'm going with this is, how does that impact on keeping payroll ahead of the curve? Because some payrolls are quite a bit behind the curve, I would say, and some are desperately trying to stay ahead of it. But because they're all so different, there must be some real limiting factors for some and some which are, are really promoting change. But how do you how are you seeing it? And how can we get the whole industry as globally to try and stay on the trend that it is, which is really raising the profile across the globe? I think there's a there's a few things. I think what we're seeing from the payroll professional side is their ability to aggregate and to harmonize and then present insights is becoming more and more important. You know, they're, they're always at the intersection of HR and finance. And, yeah. you know, as you all well know, and the folks listening, sometimes they're in the HR department, sometimes they're in finance department, sometimes they're standalone. But in all cases, the ability to get insights quickly and understand what trends they do see. Is there a higher attrition rate in one locale versus another? How does that data get married up with any other items that may be giving an indication of a larger trend? Are there more news stories related to employment in, say, Hungary? And so might you then expect some pressure in Budapest or now really across Hungary about your ability to recruit and engage folks? So I think that that future look is where most folks are looking. And so the transformation really happens to enable both a better, smoother, tactical payroll process. So, you know, getting it from, you know, seven to 10 days down to three is ideal. But then once you've done that, what can you do with all of that information to really understand as your company grows, where might you grow next? So, you know, a lot of blending of future talent searching with known salary information for yourself as a company, plus other industry insights, that's where folks are really looking at the future to understand expansion and growth. 
Sure. I think um, one thing that's come interesting and not necessarily expected when I started this interview today, but actually we've talked about recruitment quite a lot. We've talked about the Great Awakening or the Great Resignation, uh, depending what you want to call it. You've talked then about the, the, the role that talent has to play in being able to run effective payroll in, uh, processes and transformations if necessary. Well, interestingly, well, I guess you know something that we're seeing all the time is that talent is is often in short supply. It's very, very competitive, particularly in the world of payroll. And as as that profile increases, it becomes more valuable. Uh, it's a good thing we're seeing payroll salaries go up across the globe, and I think that's a positive thing for payroll. If it wants more parity with HR and finance, and, and it wants to stand alone, I think these steps need to happen. But what word of advice would you give to an organization and payroll teams if they're trying to keep their head above water in the current labor market? Talent is in short supply. What advice would you give to help them, I guess, navigate these waters at the moment? So a couple of things. One, uh, expand your horizon for where the talent is. There are a lot of talented payroll people across the globe that have specific knowledge for certain countries or generally for payroll processing and the complexity therein, whether you're bringing in evaluated time, whether you're incorporating expenses, incentive comp, all of those complicating factors, particularly if you're looking at Western Europe and CBAs and some of the other items that can really turn into a complex payroll calculation, looking out at where folks might be that have had that experience rather than limiting search to just that country that you're looking for, getting them engaged, um, you know, finding French specialists, German specialists, Swiss specialists, not in those countries. They're out there. You've got to go find them. Yeah. And I think for, for folks that are in the seat now, really understanding how to take the data that's coming in that so often can be just data because you get it just at the last minute because everybody's trying to compress the payroll cycle and learn how to take that data and turn it into information and then really more importantly, turn it into knowledge that benefits the organization and understanding what the trends are overall and having those conversations in the HR team and the finance team and bringing some insights to the table. Uh, you know, hey, did you realize that our you know average salary in Luxembourg has almost doubled in the last five years? Might we look at some other place for our next set of hires? Those aren't necessarily thoughts that are on the executives' minds that are expanding the business because they're looking at certain geographies to do commercial markets or to have a large operation, maybe. So being in the middle of those conversations is valuable and it's really important. And I think that that helps elevate that role into, you know, much more of an analysis and insight function. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the other thing to add to that is you can now employ people in remote locations, providing you've you've got the things which clearly you you're offering a safeguard global and doing very well, which you've got to be able to trust your employees, got to have certain things in place to make sure that you can, you know, they can reach out if they need support, but also that, that, that the work is being done and, and those kind of checks and controls are in place. But if you've got that running, it can work very effectively. But also, there is a global workforce out there that's also very happy to relocate and move. And I think we often forget that, that, you know, if you're looking for, and we've, we've done this recently as a recruiter here, if you're looking for a, a German uh, payroll specialist, for example, but you can't 
can't find the talent because the salaries have gone up or people aren't moving. You've got people processing German payrolls, as an example, in many other countries as well. And those people will often, if they, if you can't set them up remotely, well, actually, you might find that these individuals are also open to, to moving locations. And a lot of people now are very open to broadening their own horizons by experiencing different cultures and different experiences by, by moving to a different uh, different country as well. And that must be something that you, you, see, you must see a lot of employee moves, not just setting up remotely, but also seeing people actually you know, physically, you mentioned global mobility at the start of this interview, but actually physically moving their, their homes and families. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes back to that work in any way. So if someone is open to moving, absolutely, there's opportunities for them to move to another country, to another city. You know, it's global. (laughs) The multinational nature of what we do really indicates that you're open to all countries everywhere. You know, one of my favorite things during the pandemic when I was fully remote My daughter is a junior in high school, and she would overhear some of my calls occasionally. Um, And, you know, like most 16-year-olds, I figured she's just completely ignoring me and wants nothing to do with me whatsoever. (laughs) And about a month into it, we were were having dinner, and she said, you know, I think I've counted at least 20 different accents on the calls that you have. And it was kind of a fascinating moment for me to think about it with her and talk to her about it. It's like, yes, I'm speaking to someone in India, then I'm speaking to someone in Germany and someone in France, and I'm speaking to someone in Switzerland, speaking to someone in Moldova and Romania and Italy and on and on, down in Mexico and Brazil. And having that amazing set of talent anywhere in the globe, you know, 10 years ago, many people would talk about it. They wouldn't be able to really do it. Yeah. It's completely doable. And it's doable through all these different mechanisms. You can direct employ, you can employer of record, you can do contingent. And so you really can go to where the talent is. And then if the talent wants to come to you, that's great too. Absolutely. But let's focus on that just a minute then before we we open the vault, uh, Dan. I think it makes sense to do so. Tell us a little bit more about Safeguard Global as a business. Um, I know that you've got this work in any way, philosophy as well. And there's a URL I'm going to direct people to. So if you're interested in finding out more about the work in any way project, uh, there'll be a URL on the show notes that will take you straight through to that part of the uh, the Safeguard Global website. But just tell us a little bit more about um, Safeguard Global as a business and some of the solutions you do offer to to clients. Sure, love doing that. So (laughs) really the way that, that we look at the world and the work in any way, way, is as companies are expanding, they, they really have one of two choices to either form an entity and then grow in that country through the entity, or if they're entering a market exploring, they can begin entity less under the employer of record model. So we offer those solutions kind of at a large level and all of this through our unified platform that we call Global Unity. As a company then grows in a country, so if you think about just kind of the natural progression where they may start with two or three people to explore a market, they then determine after a year, maybe 18 months, yes, we definitely want to grow in this country, either commercially or operationally, then we'll move them into what we would call a multi-country plus or a local plus model. And that's where we bring HR support, accounting support, along with payroll to help them grow in that country. 
And so, you know, most companies will work with us to do that when there are 20 people up until they're getting closer to 80 to 100, at which point they typically are going to want to bring their HR in-house or accounting in-house, but then keep payroll outsourced to us. And then obviously we've got our global model, our global managed payroll, which would be for more of a large company looking to transform. And that's where we would bring all of our suite of solutions, employer of record, local plus, multi-country plus, or global to the table with them. So typically those are clients that are putting Workday in as their HCM, and they're beginning to, to centralize and harmonize all of their processes all of their data, and they want a unified experience in which to do that. And so we offer that full stack from your first entry into a country to your 10,000th employee in that country. Amazing. Amazing. Well, it's a business that I obviously know well working in this space as well. So can't recommend what you guys do enough. They're obviously you're one of the leading lights in the, in the world of global payroll. So if you want to find out more and you're listening to this, perhaps you would just want to find out more about the business. You want to check out some amazing resources or perhaps you want to get in touch uh, with Danny and, and any of the Safeguard Global team, do head over to safeguardglobal.com. And I will also include a URL link to the work in any way uh, part of the website as well. It's a really fascinating read. Perhaps if you're not quite got your head around how this can work, then I I would definitely recommend checking out that link as well. And that'll be in the show notes, along with uh, Danny's uh, direct LinkedIn account as well. Now, we're going to open the vault, Danny, if we can. Entering the vault. Some short, sharp answers. So one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now. Information and knowledge. Keep focusing on information and knowledge. Nice, nice. B, if you had the power of foresight and could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Reducing friction of data movement. Oh, nice, nice. And last but not least, I know you're going to like this because off air, I've discovered you are a keen guitarist with some uh, couple of nice uh, telecasters in your mix. So uh, if payroll were a song, what song would it be and why? Oh, wow. That's a great one. I think it would be Happy by Pharrell. Nice. Just absolutely. It's uh, going back to how I opened this up. It's happy day. Payroll's happy day. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that then, Danny. I, I'm sure the listeners would love to hear because I know this is you know, bringing the fun into payroll is something that you're really passionate about. It'd be great to, to hear a little bit more about some of the, uh, well, I guess you know, why you have that ethos, I guess, because it's, it, it's, a, it's a great personality trait to have, I think, to bring that payroll fun back in-house. We have this thing we call Yes How. And what we remind ourselves every day is, you know, we're not making forks. Our business is not manufacturing. It's not uh, making a product. What we really do at the end of the day is we make people happy because we're getting them paid timely, accurately, completely, and compliantly. And so if there's ever a doubt, put yourself in that person's shoes. How would you feel if your paycheck was late? if your paycheck was wrong. So that drives that whole ethos of if we all work together and we do everything that we're supposed to do, payday is a happy day. From the person getting paid all the way up through the CFO and the CHRO of the client company, because there are no issues related to payday. We solve problems before they're problems. We solve issues before they're issues. You know, we validate, we do lots of front end data validation. We work with our clients to say, hey, wait a minute, 
last pay period, your gross was this. This pay period, it looks vastly different. Is that a problem with your source data? So we try to get everything that we can in that proactive mindset, making payday a happy day. I love that. You know what? Well, I don't know one of the reasons I really like it. I know you've answered that in the context of Safeguard Global, which is great, but you've actually kind of surmised the role of the payroll manager there and why the, the you know the role of the payroll manager is a fun role to have and we're trying to sell this as an industry for the newbies coming into the world of payroll. It is fun. It's incredibly important. And as you just mentioned, if you get all those things right, then you will absolutely have a paramount role to play in your business in keeping the employees happy, to keeping their well-being in check because if the pay is wrong that's when anxieties start that's when all the little knock-on effects can happen but if you are a payroll manager responsible for keeping people paid accurately and on time then you know what that happiness in that business kind of starts with you and i think that's a really really great way to uh, to round off the show danny it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the payroll podcast today thank you nick it's great visiting with you and uh maybe offline we can play some guitar Ah, sounds like an absolute plan. I thought you sound like you might be slightly better with the guitar than I am, but I'll be up for the challenge for sure. Of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to this show and you have a payroll-related vacancy you would like some specialist payroll recruitment support with, of course, as Danny mentioned now, you can recruit across the globe. Uh, we can recruit re remote staff. We can recruit office-based staff anywhere across Europe. So please do get in touch with either myself or my team at www.jgarecruitment.com. Just leaves me to say a huge thank you to everyone for tuning into the show again today. Please remember to share it with your payroll colleagues, review it if you can. I look forward to bringing you the next episode real soon. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much for tuning into the payroll podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.